Slightly chilly four greetings in this 34th episode of our European marketing podcast from Barcelona. I see you have a woolen scarf on and a steaming cup of coffee there, Carrie. Good move. Temps have dropped quite a bit during this very windy week. It's cold. And that's fitting for our topic today. We're going to be traveling north to Sweden. Still, you just might want to pack a bikini. A bikini? I'm not planning to run from any cozy sauna in order to jump into a hole in the ice. Don't be alarmed, that's a virtual bikini. I only mention that with a wink because we again find ourselves talking about the innovation hotspot emerging in the far north. You hinted to me earlier that we might have a very special interview this time. We do indeed. We'll be listening to a recent chat with two key directors of Affinitas Sweden, part of our global network. We took advantage of their visit to Spain in late October to enjoy some Spanish tapas and to learn from them. We share parts of that spontaneous interview today. With their two offices, both in Stockholm and Luleå, they are strategically positioned at both ends of one of the world's most ingenious, future-oriented nations. We'll put up resources and links about them in our program notes at our blog, which you can find at blog.bevirtual.com. Well, I know you were determined to discover something quite important. What exactly makes their country so innovative? So I can't wait to listen to them. Glad to hear it. And be sure to take notes as you join us at the table, virtually of course, that night at the restaurant. The following content is brought to you by Derby Hotels Collection, European luxury hotels. Enjoy a special 10% discount in London, Barcelona and Madrid with the code BVAlexa at DerbyHotels.com. We spoke with Oscar Norberg and Karin Klokare of the Swedish agency Yours. That conversation took place in Can Pineda, a well-known Catalan restaurant during their visit to Barcelona. When we asked them what makes Sweden so innovative, Karin emphatically said, the people. <laughs> Oscar, on the other hand, had another reason. Let's listen in. To be honest, it's in the 50s and 60s, Sweden were really strong within the industrial sector. And uh, we're a small country with not so many people. So bigger uh, companies from other countries uh, bought our, our industrial companies more or less. So we had to find another, another way of, of, uh, of uh, making a living. So innovation has been a part of our culture, I think, since, since a long time. And because also the, the, the industry was, a, was innovation. Like Volvo and Saab, you know, making uh, aeroplanes and, and cars, they, it was really innovation. Like, same with Electrolux, etc. Et At this point, of course, we had to talk about ABBA and the extraordinary success of Sweden in music and Eurovision. Uh, and after that, we, have, we are a country with a lot of music. We had ABBA. Uh, ABBA <laughs> and a lot of more music producer than ABBA. But, but, but I, think, I think we don't have tourism, we haven't had tourism, etc. Et not so much. So, so we need, the, we were kind of dependent of, on, on innovation. And that, that made us uh, put a lot of effort into our universities, of course. Paul, I thought Oscar's comment about the role of the universities was interesting. Yes, it was. 
And then they surprised us with what they said about politics. Let's listen again. You feel innovation. it also has to be with that Sweden has been so, for a long time, a very democratic country. So it's open for the people to think, you know, to do what they want. If you talk about that, I think... Uh, Sweden in general have even if it's democratic or not but it, we have a we have a big trust for the government yeah, we, have a, we have a big trust for the government but we still believe what they say that's why why we are at 95% of of uh, of uh, vaccinationing mm-hmm. and since we like our government we are are, are the biggest biggest companies are are, are replying to that. But you like your government regardless of which party? Yeah, more or less, more or less. We had, we had our problems in the last decade. Yeah, we had some, some nationalist party. They are, they are losing now again because they are kind of, they have, they've had their purpose. Yeah, they've had yeah. their opportunity. No, then they had, and also they, they said, they said what they wanted and the other parties listened. But, but baseline why we have a, a trust is because we didn't enter a war since 150 years. And in the 50s and 60s, when we, the industrial sector were really strong, we had a fantastic democratic party that really stood up for the innovation. And we had some leaders like Olof Palme that, uh, that still today are, are, are uh, uh, when we talk about politics, we still have them in our minds. So, and these, these were people that were not opportunists. They weren't there for the career. They were there for for the country. Yeah. No, after that, I think I, I think innovation is a bit in our core. It's it's a part of our DNA. Like, uh, I think it's the, the country is too small for 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 becoming the world leader, but we can be a a role model for innovation. Well, actually, we are 10 million. We, we, can, we can't change the world, but we can be role models. George here. That last comment, the Swedish role model for innovation, caught my attention. Did he expand on that? Let's hear what he said. It was surprising. So, so for example, the biggest innovation brands are, are not Swedish, but, uh, but after that, it comes a lot of... of, of innovation in terms of being a role, role model. Okay, what, what is the model? What, what is it that the other countries should be copying from Sweden in terms of... You know, since, since uh, 100 years we, we have been producing iron ore. And that's why we, we stayed out of the Second World War, for example. Because uh, being pals with the one that made the steel was a good thing. On both sides? Of course, both, both sides. Our talk then turned to clean energy. Like, also one client from us, Klave, it's, it's the, the Swedish steel company. Uh, they said like, okay, what can we do? And, and we have the technology to actually produce um, fossil-free steel. 
but India is never going to start changing their their uh, they they will never be first to change to fossil free steel producing in India no uh-huh. China or India they will never be because but we are a small country with with uh, quite a lot of, of uh, resources and for for the Swedes we have a quite a high high uh, level of, of social security etc et so so we can be like the one that takes decisions that other can listen to now what many don't know is that the extreme north of sweden is a veritable hot spot of innovation beginning with the technical university of luleo which collaborates closely with the european space agency's mars project i've also heard that some of the major tech companies such as facebook have the global data centers up there due to the cold. That makes me wonder, could the cold and the dark play a role in innovation as well? Yes, actually, we did talk about that, and we'll get to it a bit later. Now, let's hear why the north is getting so hot. So so for the moment, that's why also the north is the most popular region in Sweden now, because, because it's really happening there. We are. That was so my because, next question. What yeah. makes the north suddenly... No. No, no, it's it's, it's basically because of this. Innovation is uh, actually happening, there. happening in the north of Sweden now. Innovation is in the north of Sweden. And, and making fossil-free fossil-free steel, that means uh, we make all our cars in the whole West fossil-free in the pr- in the production as well. And that's the biggest impact we can do on the environment. So on, but but the technology is developed now in Sweden. And we know we can do it, and we have test facilities in Luleå. And now, since last year, some big investors, like the, the, the founders of Spotify, they are investing and in making factories that make fossil-free steel in the world, where it comes from. So, so this is a, it's a really hot region. And then uh, one of the board of Tesla, Peter Carlson, a friend of my cousin, he, he, he moved back, back to Sweden and said like, okay, I got this knowledge how to build a gigafactory. So I'm building one in Sweden and I'm building it in what, North. What is a gigafactory? A battery producing factory. Like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, for oh, right. EVs. Oh, for electronic yeah. vehicles. So, so now uh, mm. Volkswagen uh, invested a lot of money in this. Cortez Electricals. So, so that means like if we have, if we make a uh, EV batteries, and we make fossil-free steel up there. Why aren't we making the cars up there? Uh-huh. Because we have, the, we have the base products, we have the batteries, we have the steel and the batteries. Mm-hmm. So, so th- that's why it's super interesting now. That's- Speaking of the cold carry, I was kindly given a parka that was actually more like a sleeping bag <laughs> the last time I visited our Affinita network colleagues up in Norrbotten. I can just imagine. That's why I now live in Barcelona, far from those cold London downpours. Getting back to your curiosity about how ice might affect innovation, we couldn't resist. We asked them if the dark and the cold actually might foster creativity and innovation. Here's what they said. I think uh, this is very personal, but I think we have a short summer. And when it gets really warm, you get lazy. And when it's not too cold and, and when it's not too hot, your mind is alert. 
So I think yeah, I think yeah, at least my mind is more and, and my, my mind and body is more alert in February to May. Than, so, exactly. Yeah. So I think yeah. there might be uh, some truth in that. The brain is works better when it's not when super it's, hot. Yeah. Super hot. Uh, I think yeah, there might be a little truth in, in, in lower temperatures. Maybe makes you uh, more alert. We ended this fascinating conversation with a deeper look at the future of education, how digital lifestyles might endanger the high level enjoyed till now. Is Sweden immune? Let's listen in full. So if it, innovation comes from the people and then there's this innate sense of national pride and miracle of miracles, uh, politicians who work for the country and not for themselves, Is that possible? I only know one president who is like that. But um, what about the education system then? Because in this time of uh, Netflix, a constant uh, mobile games, uh, Instagram, Sweden is not on another planet. So Swedish young people have a better education system. Uh, is the Swedish uh, education system failing compared no, to no. 30 years ago? Mm, yeah, maybe, 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 but it's it's not totally failing. But it's not. 30 years ago, the Swedish education system were were number one in the world. I think. And why is that? Why was it number one? Oh. I remember That's in Germany, I remember in Germany when I went to the gymnasium in the age of 17, uh, I was a little scared because they all said, remember, gymnasium is like, really, it's not high school. It's really like pre-university. And it was. The teachers were very serious. Uh, my history teacher, my math teacher, my... But, uh, but no, not anymore, Paul, your experience as an exchange student in Hamburg sounds a bit like a Hollywood movie, like the Dead Poets Society. Carpe diem, Gary. <laughs> yes, universities have changed. In fact, towards the end of our chat, they uh, seem to have some uncertainty about the future of Swedish education. Nevertheless, there is absolutely no doubt that Swedish companies are among the world's most innovative. By the way, as we wrapped up, Karen especially praised the system of their neighbor, Finland. What makes her say that? It's easy to explain. In Finland, not only are the teachers well paid, they also enjoy a much higher status in society than their colleagues in other European countries, or the USA for that matter. And highly motivated teachers who are free to innovate will pass on that same spirit to the next generation. That's absolutely right, my friends. Well, we do hope that all of our listeners have enjoyed and benefited from this impromptu interview in a slightly noisy restaurant. And we'd also like to say tak, thank you to Karen and Oscar from yours for so generously sharing with us. And a note to our listeners, you can find links to their web and agency projects on our blog. Look in the BV podcast section at blog.bvirtual.com. Following the Swedish example, until next time, Keep cool so that your innovation stays very, very hot.
Remember to check out our other flash briefings in the podcast section of our blog. Many of the episodes include very interesting chats with European innovators and entrepreneurs. Till then, goodbye from Spain. This flash briefing is brought to you by Barcelona Virtual, a European internet pioneer. To visit us, type the letter B together with virtual.com. That's bvirtual.com.